thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Everybody, can you hear me now? Okay, good. I don't have a headset in because I almost went deaf after yesterday's show, so I'm kind of scared to wear a headset. <laughs> True story. I'll tell you about that in just a second. Anyway, hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Free For All Friday. I am your sweet and lovable host, Stacey Lynn Harp, and it is Friday. So I'm glad you're here to spend some time with me and Bareface. Hope that you uh, have had a good day. I hope you did. My motto is, any day above ground is a good day. Unless, of course, you're somebody that lives underground, and then in that case, if you're above ground, then... Like an earthworm. Yeah. It's dangerous to be above ground, especially after the rain. might not be a good day for you. That's right. So anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. Hey, glad that you're here. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about the news of the day. Yeah, we are. And we might show you a fun video or two. Mm-hmm. We might, if you're really good. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if you're good or not, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I am really happy that you're here, and I hope that you can hear the music that I can't hear because I'm not wearing my headset. Are you playing music? Yes, I am. Okay. See how weird this is? Yeah. There we go. Now I feel better, but I'm going to take this out of my ear after the music is gone. Yeah, I am. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I am. 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 Am, am, am. Yeah, it was worth tuning in just for that. How can you be... I'm serious. How can you be depressed listening to this music? I'm not. I can even watch myself and it's funny because I'm like, whatever. There's too many bummed out Christians in the world. I try to, like, balance it out. This is Bible News Radio Aerobics. Of course, if I had a pickleball paddle and a pickleball ball, (laughs) a pickleball ball, a pickleball, which I've given away a few pickleballs. How many of you would love for me to give away a pickleball? Wouldn't that be great if I just gave out some pickleballs? <sighs> yeah, it would. Anyway, yeah. So, have you seen the news about Kavanaugh? Have you seen the news about the presidential alerts? You know, the alerts that are going out that the president's doing? Thank you and good night. We're taking this out now. There. All right, so here's a true story. Yesterday, after the show, doesn't my hair look great? <laughs> After the show yesterday, I uh, I told Randall, I said, do you hear that buzzing noise, that weird noise? And he's like, what are you talking about? I go, this this noise, it's really, really bothering me. And it turned out it was in my ear. And I don't know what it was, except for the fact that maybe I had the headset on too loud or whatever. But it probably took over an hour for my ear to calm down. And that weird buzzing 
staticky sound to get out of my head. It was just, ah! So, uh, Randall prayed for me, and that was good. Okay, this is not good. What's with my hair? Okay, how is it? Is it better? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so today, I'm going to air or ear on the side of caution. <laughs> And not actually use headset because it was like way too much man way too much for me to deal with ah uh, yeah okay but today I thought it might be fun to start out with that video that I posted on Facebook you want to do the donkey video the one that you can you can you share that I could but uh, it'd be nice to get some sort of warning for that oh don't worry I can say hi to people as you're setting it up because okay. there's lots of people that are in. For some reason, all these people are on Facebook. Hi! How you guys doing? Hi, people on Facebook. Yeah, there's people on Facebook. I, hey, do me a favor. If you're on Facebook, or Wastebook, as I like to call it internally, I never really say that out loud. But if you're on Facebook, let me, leave, me a, leave me a comment and let me know, because I can't see who you are if you are. And over here on Periscope, Diane, Melanie, Stephen, Mia, and Joy... Joy, somebody is there. I think that's a sex bot. Yeah, I'm going to block that person because there's like pff, nobody there. <laughs> Talk. Yeah. It's weird how these sex bots can give you hearts. Really. I have no idea why that is. Anyway. All right. So that's all. That's all. I, can, I can't see who you are if you're on Facebook. Okay. But there is a video on Facebook. It's like millions of people have watched it. And Randall sent it to me right before the show. And I thought, oh, I, we should share this because it's uplifting and it's fun and it's really sweet. And it goes to the heart of an animal. You know, I don't know how many of you put a one, if, put a one if you've ever owned an animal or an animal has owned you, if you know what I'm saying. You know, like this morning, just as an example, I got up last night. I had prepared my coffee ahead of time in my coffee pot. I was getting ready. You know, all I had to do was like turn on my thing and because I'm not, I don't have one of these fancy ones that I can program. It gives me coffee when I want it. I have to actually still do it manually. So anyway, and so I had set it up ahead of time and Randall and I are trying to figure out what's making my dog Grover itch so much. And we think it's the food that we've been giving him. We think he's allergic to turkey. Okay. Anyway, because of that, we've been uh, kind of messing with other foods. But, like, for example, he doesn't really like salmon. Who would? Blech. Stuff smells like fish. Blech. It's because it is fish. And fish stink. Fish are some of the stinkiest food to cook ever. Even if it's salmon. Blech. Anyway, somebody recommended this food to us. So I bought it to give, to give Grover so that he could try it out. And anyway, long story short, he doesn't like it. Just saying. <laughs> he does not like it. So this morning... As I'm trying to figure out what to give him to eat, uh, Tug's scarfing down his stuff. Hey, Carmen. And um, anyway, long story short, my cat was walking around and meowing like normal. And I didn't even think anything of it. I really didn't. I went and I sat down. I started drinking this coffee somebody gave me, which I really didn't care for. It wasn't that good. Uh, but whatever. It was free. They gave it to me so I could try it. And um, anyway, long story short, about an hour into doing my morning routine my cat's still walking around the kitchen <laughs> and then it occurred to me I didn't feed him I know right just saying 
So I, I got up. And, but you got to understand, Gideon, my cat, he actually has dry food that's out all the time. I give him a half a can of wet food in the morning because if he eats... If he eats it all, that's great. But if I give him a whole can, he won't eat it all. And then it dries out and it's all icky and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, so the cat kind of owns me. He bosses me around. And he's demanding. The dogs, they're just like there. And they're sweet. And they're lovable. And they're cute and adorable. And they love you. When you come home, they go nuts. They, they wag their tails. And they run through the door to see you. They jump in your car. At least they do. Anyway. So, all that to say, when I saw this video of this girl and this donkey, is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Yeah, I suppose so. Okay. It warmed the cockles of my heart. Yeah, it did. And I thought maybe on this fun Friday with the harps, it might warm. Now, this is the funny part. The girl is a Republican. Okay? And this is a know? donkey. Which means that it's Democrat. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Randall's like, how do you know? You know what? You messed my joke up. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, go I, ahead. I think, I think it's Italian. Yeah, whatever. Italian video. Ah, forget the facts. Okay, just go ahead and just re just play the video. Cause that's it's funny. Well, it's not. It's endearing. It's touching, and and you need sound, so I have to put my headset in so I can hear it again. Okay, just tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay, go for it. Ever. Don't you just want to hug that donkey? Oh my gosh. I forget the girl. I want to hug the donkey. <laughs> uh, first of all, that's like a beautiful, beautiful animal. Look how beautiful that, 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 that animal is. And look at the face. Look at the nose. Look at those big eyes. Look at the flaring nostrils. And look at her kiss him. Aww. Isn't that so sweet? See, did that make your day? Yeah, it did. That is like the most heartwarming video ever, you know? And so me and Randall, we were talking about how, uh, you know, how, how animals are awesome. You know, I don't know. Hey, if you're an animal hater, get out of my room. <laughs> Just leave. If you don't like animals, what's wrong with you? How could you not love animals after you see that? I mean, it's so sweet. Yeah, and, and animals are God's gift to us to love, to take care of, and to, you know, nurture and... Eat. To eat occasionally. <laughs> Some people would have a problem with that. I have a mild problem yeah, with that. Yeah, well, see, it's weird. As we've gotten older, me and Randall eat, eat fewer animals. Yeah. Yeah. So you should share why, because, you know. Well, exactly why. Just things like that, you know, <laughs> as I 
interact with the animals in person and i see human interactions with them on video and i know, you know not in person um i just it just seems it doesn't sit well with me more to kill a sentient being you know i'm you know i'm the one to take insects that have come inside to take them outside you know, i don't want to kill them unnecessarily you know. <laughs> Or, or arachnids as well. You know, if there's a spider, you know, that's kind of in the way, I'll take it outside. Oh, JR's watching. He is. Is he? Hey, JR, are you still watching? Because I couldn't see if you are or not because of that. Uh, well, because he left comment over on my other page instead of the page that I'm on. I was going to say, I don't see any comments on the no, Facebook it's, video. It's I a, see viewers, but. It's over on my thingy. And Darren turned, tuned in for a, for a minute. You don't eat animal. Okay, so Diane says she doesn't eat animals anymore. I'm gonna scroll up. Wait, let me read some comments. So, oh wow, there's lots of people that have come in. Okay, so I scroll through. Let's see here. Animal. One animal has owned me. That's what Diane says. <laughs> I have that old-fashioned coffee maker too. Melanie says. Carmen says hi. Finally able to catch you live. Carmen is a legal shield rep, and so is Melanie, by the way. I thought Grover might have eaten the cat food. Annie says, howdy, friends. Everybody's saying, aw, how cute. I have two dogs, Carmen says. And then Melanie says, oh, we need a Democrat hugging an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, you really should do some live streaming and, and do your one-liners and then talk about legal shield because you would get, you know, people would want to buy it from you. Anyway, <clears throat> so yeah, there's, you know, I remember my dog, Luke. I called him affectionately, you big moose. That dog was as dumb as a doorbell. I mean, he could not do anything. You, he couldn't fetch. He couldn't even sit. I don't couldn't know. or wouldn't. I don't know what it was. We, we had him for 15 years. Almost. Almost. Four, and, a little and over that, 14. That, that dog was the dumbest dog. I don't mean that in a mean way, but he was <laughs> he was he was the sweetest dog though. He was my big moose. Nice, nice I, recovery. I, he was he was a big moose. He was sweet. He had those big soft brown eyes. Okay, moment of silence. And and he was <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Mm. He's with I miss he, that boy. I know I do too. But he was the sweetest dog. I love that dog. That dog would do anything except what we told him to. I mean, he, you know, <laughs> he was a great possum killer. That's except for this one time. Did we ever tell you the the possum story? Did you? How many? How many of you have heard of the possum story about the possum on the TV set? Put a one if you've heard this story. Put a two if you haven't. Because if you haven't, you got to hear the story. It's so funny. So, uh, yeah. And then there was Liberty, who was Randall's girl dog, and. Liberty was super smart. She that dog would do pretty much anything you could teach her. <laughs> but I just didn't have I just didn't bond like her. I didn't bond with her like I did Luke. Um but she could do anything, man. When she was super old, we set up this little pup tent, no pun intended, in our backyard because the wicked evil um birds were eating all the dog food that we were leaving outdoors. And I have to tell you that liberty like we put the dog food in the tent so the birds had to come in in order to get it and liberty was there and these birds were so bold that they were like whatever 
and they would walk into the tent next to her to go get the food. And one day she just said, you know what? I've had it with you. And she killed them. <laughs> she just turned around and and killed them. She ate those birds. or Well, at least she killed them. She, she made them die. And even after one of them died, some of the other ones were like, okay, I'm going to see if I can get away from, you know, get past her and all that. I mean, she was a good dog, but not like Luke. So, so nobody has heard the possum story. All right, I'll tell you the possum story because you know, a good show always has a good story. Okay, so this this had to be about what ten years ago or so, at least, probably longer than that. I had just gotten LASIK eye surgery for my eyeballs, and I was doing therapy at the time, and so I was actually uh, working in the evening because I saw clients at night. And this one particular night, Randall had a Gideon meeting. Uh, he was gone at the meeting. I was doing therapy with some clients. And next thing you know, I'm going home. I, on the way home, I stopped at Wendy's. This is very important to the story, just so you know. Anyway, so I stopped at Wendy's. I picked up some food. I don't remember what I picked up, but it was Wendy's food. Is there Wendy's wherever you guys are? There might not be Wendy's where you are. But anyway, there, anyway I stopped at Wendy's on my way home. And when you walked into our old house in California, you just walk in and then you go straight through the the doorway. It would go straight through the, the main living room. And then we had an add-on patio that we had covered up. We had screened it in and everything. And in there, we had a big, huge TV set, like one of these big ones that sat. Rear projection. A rear projector one, okay? And... So I go down, I step down into the back, and, and our couch was in the back there, our old couch that we finally died and got rid of a couple of weeks ago. And long story short, I sit on there, <laughs> I got the remote control, I turn the TV on, and I'm watching the TV, and I look up at the top of the TV set, literally on, on the top of this TV set, and there's a possum on top of the TV set. A real live possum that was about, I'm not kidding you, it was about that big. It was, it was big. It was a big possum. Now, I thought for a second that my eyes were playing tricks on me because, like I said, I, I just had surgery and they were kind of recovering still. And I was like, this, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, nope, that's a possum. So I grabbed my Wendy's and I, I ran out of the thing and then I slammed the, the door shut and I called Randall up because I was like, so I called Randall up. I was like, Randall. And he's like, what? I'm at, I'm at the Gideon's dinner. I said, there's a possum on our TV set. What am I supposed to do? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. Just, just take it by its tail, put it into a bag and throw it out. It'll be fine. I'm like, no way, this is a huge possum. It's like this big. And he's like, ah, don't worry about it. And I'm like, whatever. So I hung up and I, <laughs> and, I, and I thought, well, what should I do? And by the way, I still hadn't eaten my food. So I thought, I know, I'll call my neighbor up. So I called up my neighbor, Aurora, who is Filipino. And her husband had just flown in from the Philippines. So I called her up. I said, hey, can you guys come over here? I have a possum on the top of my TV set. And they're like, what? What are you talking about? And I said, there's the possum on top of my TV set. Would you mind just coming in and helping me with it? So they come over and um, 
her husband brought a broom with him because you know that's what men do <laughs> and he he had never seen a possum he didn't even know what it was <laughs> So if you can picture this, the the TV is here, the possum's on top of it, we're behind the glass door, and we're all having a conversation about how the heck do we get this possum off top of the TV set, because he's a big possum. And so after talking about it for a few minutes, Aurora's husband decides he's going to go in there and and try to poke it and stuff. So he goes and tries to poke it. And the possum's like. Hah! Just like hissing. Hah! I mean. And you know. If you've ever seen a possum hiss. It can be kind of scary. And that scared him. So he's like. Ah! So he ran back in and shut the door. I'm like. Well I guess you guys aren't real helpful. So this isn't good. So, so then I thought. Ooh. I know. I'll go ahead and I'll call up animal control. This is a true story. By the way, this was about 9 o'clock at night. So I called up animal control. Actually, I called the police dispatcher because I didn't have the animal control's phone number, but I called the, the non-emergency number for the police. I said, hello. They're like, what, can we help you, ma'am? I said, yeah. I said, actually, I came home and there was a possum on top of my TV set, and I am... Um, we're going to get to that. <laughs> and I'm just trying to figure out how I can get it, you know, away from, get it out of my house. And the dispatcher was a woman and she was like a little snarky. She's like, is your TV on Animal Planet by any chance? Are you sure you're actually seeing the possum on top of your show, on your TV? I mean, seriously. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. It's a big, huge possum on top of my my thing. And you can laugh. I am not watching Animal Planet. And she's like, well, okay, well, let me put you through to animal control and we'll see if we can get somebody to come out. I'm like, okay, cool. So they put me through to animal control. <sighs> and after the lady dispatcher stopped laughing, that is, because she was laughing. Okay, let's just be honest. She was laughing. She thought it was funny. So I was like, all right, so I'm waiting for animal control. I explained the situation, and they're like, okay, we'll come as soon as we can. I'm like, okay, great. So by this time, Aurora's gone, and her husband's gone, and I, I figured I'm going to call Randall again because this is ridiculous that this possum is still on here. But before I called Randall, I decided, I thought, ooh, I know. I'll let Luke, my dog, and Liberty come in, and we'll see if they can get the possum off the TV set. <laughs> so I let him come in because we had – a dog door in our kitchen but then we had our kitchen there's a little door like a half door that was between the kitchen and the the other part of the house so what we think to answer Carmen's question what we think happened was somehow that possum came through the dog door when Luke and Liberty were not there and it just decided to walk through our house and eventually land on top of the TV set true story and so I let Luke in there and and he you know and I go come on go get him Go get the possum. You could do it. And Luke's sniffing all over in the ground, you know, and everything. And I'm like, he's up there on top of the TV. And he's he's like, I'm not seeing it, Mom. Just not seeing it. Don't know where it is. So they weren't any help. So by that time, long story short, hey, you've intuitive. Nice time. I haven't seen you in a long time. I'm telling you about this possum that was on top of my TV set in California. So by this time, I'm like going... Okay, this is ridiculous. This 
this possum. Aw, okay, so now you can see our dog. So there's Luke and Liberty. So by this time, Luke and Liberty were actually, <laughs> they were, they were, they were in the other room. And I was just like staring at this big fat possum. And I actually took a picture of it. And I don't know where that picture is. Otherwise, I'd show it to you. Yeah, we have a possums here. Anyway, and so the stupid possum was like still on top of the TV. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I called Randall up again. I'm like, Randall, when are you going to come home? He's like, oh, don't worry. I'm on, I'm on my way. And I'm like, okay. So finally, Randall comes home all dressed up in his Gideon suit and everything. And, Gideon and I, suit. And I'm like, hey. I.e. business attire. Just so you know, the possum is still on top of the TV set. And maybe by that time it had actually gotten down onto the floor. I can't remember. Do you remember it was on the floor when you went in there? Yes, it was on the floor with its with its backside pointed out. So it was like <laughs> facing inward. So its tail was toward the outside. It was behind the television set. Was it? But its tail and its backside were showing. Okay. So by then, Randall's home. He sees the possum. And then he realizes that his wife wasn't making it up that it was this big. It was a big possum. <laughs> He thought it was a little possum that he could throw into a little paper bag. Oh, you could. Well, yeah. I was, that's what you told me. I, mean, I was going to anyway. <laughs> she has, a, she has a, uh, <laughs> a propensity to exaggerate the size of creatures. So, oh. Especially insects and spiders. But so, not possums. Okay. So it was a big possum. It was. Yeah. So Randall comes in. He sees the possum and how big it is. He goes out, first of all, confidently with a paper bag. Like, he's going to pick up that possum <laughs> first, by the first tail. First, I went out to look at it. <laughs> and then I said, okay, problem. So I went and got a, a glove, put on a glove, and got a bag, paper bag. Paper bag. Yeah, because I was going to... You're going to bag a possum. <laughs> I was going to bag a possum. Go grab it by the tail. You know, have the glove just in case it tried to bite my hand because you know some of these things scary rabies and that's my concern or right. some other uh, unfortunate disease you know from from suburbia that you don't want from an animal so right so that's why i put the glove on so i was gonna pick it up by the tail throw it in the bag which would you know a lot of times with animals to to calm them down if you cover their head you know so they can't see I mean, it doesn't make them calm, but at least they're less likely to attack because they can't see what's going on. So, you know, drop the head first in the bag, take it out. So I went and got the bag, got the glove, went back out to grab it, and it had since turned around, and it was face first. Um, uh, still, behind, still behind the television <laughs> set, but with its head out. And so it's like, well, that's that's a little more difficult to do now because I can't get to its tail to grab it. I could grab it by the face, but you know, it's I'm likely to get bit, you know, <laughs> beyond the glove. So it was funny though. So Randall comes back and he's like, "Yeah, that's bigger than I thought it was." <laughs> well, it, it wasn't the size; it was the prospect of getting bit, bit by right. some well, diseased you, animal. And you don't know. And when they hiss, they're kind um, of scary, right? I mean, so they hiss for a reason, you know. 
um, intuitive, he just popped out. But he actually said, usually, he, he said he found a possum in one of his kitchen fruit bowls. And he hmm. said, usually they're about the size of a cat there where he lives, which is, where is it? Where do you live again, Ventuitive? He's down under. Oh, in Australia. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. Why did I forget that? Anyway. I don't know. So... So anyway, Randall comes back in and gets a broom instead. And by that, by this time, he goes back out. He opens up the door that was actually in the back. You know, there was an outside door um, in that room, and he declared in the name of Jesus for that possum to leave the oh. building. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, why not? And and it did. And it was funny because by that time my food was cold and everything. But but literally, literally right after Randall did that, the animal control guy showed up. And it had to be like a half hour later or something. The animal control guys. Did they actually show up? Or yeah, they, no, they yeah, showed up. Right. They actually showed up. And, and I said, well, my husband just took care of it, you know. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so, we, so that story came about because Luke, my dog... Uh, was really good at killing possums and um yeah exercise the possum i know right but yeah that was the concern when it had was on the floor and face down then i you know um when it was when it was backside out i sent the dogs in and they just like yeah clueless but then when i went back out and it turned around the dogs followed me and they started getting into it and i'm like okay well don't want the dogs to get bit by this thing so i had to get the dogs out of the room and shut them out so they wouldn't come back in shut the door keep out the possum (laughs) keep out the canines anyway yeah anyway so that's my possum story and it's actually a true story because it's it's funny i mean it's not very often you you find a wild creature come and sit on top of your tv set because you know it was a it was a big floor rear projector TV set it was a it was a big big one and uh, and all that but and, Luke, and now we've got less than thirty minutes to talk about something interesting I know but, well Luke though was was he was he was a killer of possums though I mean he True. he killed them but sometimes he would come they would come in and he'd drop them and they wouldn't be dead and I we'd have to go and look really close to go. Is that thing still breathing? Right. And if you actually go and you you watch a possum and it's not dead, you can see it breathing just a little bit, just mm-hmm. a little bit. Because the very first time Randall got tricked by it, because he got he actually thought the possum was dead and mm-hmm. it wasn't. I told yeah. Randall, I said, "Are you sure it's a possum? They play dead." And he's like, "No, I'm sure it's dead." And I'm like, "I don't think he goes back out." And there it was, it was gone. I'm like, "Somebody tricked you." <laughs> so that was kind of funny. Ah, uh, the Stacy and Bareface show, says Kelly Blyshack. He does. Over there on Facebook. Yeah, well, today is Free For All Friday. He does. And I thought that it would be fun to talk about animals. That's how we came up with that topic. Uh, Randall named uh, it never... News and Politics as Usual. <laughs> we shared a great video of a donkey and a girl that bonded. Yeah, we did. So there's uh, some political overtones to that. <laughs> well, well, let's take our break. Okay, first of all, Ariel Ministries is our sponsor, mm-hmm. as you guys know. If you watch all the time, you guys can save 20% on anything in the Ariel.org website. Uh, and this month, we are actually giving away a free Bible study. It's like a 46-page Bible study on the local church. 
In order to get that, all you got to do is go over to BibleNewsRadio.com, click up there on the top of the page uh, where it says the free Messianic Bible study and get the, uh, it says the local church, just click up, sign up to get on my email list uh, and you'll get that automatically. And then also we're promoting the DVD series, the Historical Geographical Study Israel Tour. Now, if you've ever wanted to go to Israel, and most Christians I know do want to go, uh, but it's so expensive. So Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum and his team, they actually have a four-hour DVD tour of Israel. And it's professionally narrated. It's filmed. It's footage is awesome. It's $29 for that DVD set. That's it. And you can save 20% when you use our coupon code Bible News to get that. I think, you guys, this is an awesome Christmas present or a Hanukkah gift or just a gift for your Bible study. Uh, Randall there actually has it up on the screen. And I did. You, yeah, and you can go ahead and you can um, you can go to our website to the, is it the resources page? Yes. And see that and get yourself the DVD set and watch it and learn more about the land of Israel because, hey, we're going to be spending a lot of time over there <laughs> in the future. You know what I mean? After the rapture takes place, hey, you know what? And the second coming and all that. And when the millennial reign takes place, we're going to be over there for a long time, people. Yeah, we are. So you might want to learn about it now by getting this DVD set. You can do that. It would make a great gift for yourself. Okay? Also, next week, it's coming up super soon. Uh, we are going to Oklahoma. Uh, in the in in our, I think Thursday, I think that's the day. Um, we're we're driving up to Oklahoma, and um, my my sticky thing keeps thing to the Prophecy Watchers Conference. Now this is a conference filled with thirty something speakers that um, m most of them have actually been on our show. They're they're friends of our show, uh, so we've gone up there. We're going to do interviews, and they do offer live streaming of the event if you're interested in that. But Randall and I are going. And we're still about $700 short to cover that expenses. So if you want to donate to that, please hit that donate button over on our website. Uh, if you're a pillar of the community and you want to donate above and beyond what you've already given, that would be super awesome. Uh, again, you can just donate extra there to help us cover that excess cost. All right? Because we're doing this for you and for the show. And um, we're going to be bringing you back some great interviews that are actually going to probably go out for, you know, the next... I don't know, a month probably. Um, so that is, that's that. Um, and then also I want to tell you guys about an event, a free event that I'm setting up. This is for uh, Ladies of Justice. And I set up this very first free event. It's an informational meeting. Um, it's for people who um, want to learn about what Ladies of Justice is with Legal Shield. If you're already an associate, you don't really, um, you know, you're, you're welcome to come, but you're not my target audience, just so you know. Uh, if if you uh, know anybody who you think would be interested in learning about Ladies of Justice and what it is through Legal Shield, let me know. I have a free event I set up for October 17th, and, and they can go to bit.ly forward slash all capitals ladies of, ju uh, ladies of Justice and sign up for the event. Um, and you can be there and then I will send the details later uh, as as the signups come in I'll let the people who signed up know where it's going to be okay because it's going to be an online event and I'm also going to be doing another event um, and I'm still thinking about it exactly what it's going to be 
but it's going to be a different event that has nothing to do with Legal Shield or Ladies of Justice. This is actually going to be um, a class that I'm going to be putting together um, that people can join, and that will cost some money to do, but it's also going to be on Eventbrite. And I'll, I'll let you know about that in a couple of weeks as we get closer to the holidays because I think it will have something to do with how to deal with your family and stress during the holidays um, and all that stuff. So just want to offer you a couple of different resources because I know everybody's stressed out and yeah, all that. So, um, so that is that. Um, and you guys, I have to just say one other thing too, on just on the legal shield thing. Um, Facebook was breached last week. All right. And they didn't let anybody actually know about it until this week. In fact, I have a I have an article here. I'm going to read it. It was over on Apple News, apple.news. Um and I don't think I gave this to Randall to to read, but it's no. it's titled Facebook Apple confirm. Okay, I got the got to get that pop up out of the way. Confirm they were targets of super micro malware attack. Okay? Okay, hold on. These pop-ups are popping up here. I'm going to close that there. Okay? And now I gotta wait for the page to refresh. Wait, get that, get out of there. Okay, so it says here <clears throat> the plot thickens. In a follow up to its bombshell report about a Chinese supply chain attack on major US companies, including Apple and Amazon, via the server manufacturer Super Micro, Bloomberg says bad actors also infiltrated the servers with malware. Two of the companies affected by a software attack Apple and Facebook. In a departure f from Amazon and Apple's denial over the previous reports, both Facebook and Apple confirmed that they found malware on their super micro servers. Facebook says that it was made aware of servers with compromised firmware in 2015 on a limited number of super microware hardware that were only used for, quote, testing purposes confined to our labs, unquote. In other words, Facebook says the attack did not affect users. Hmm, still not a great look for a company dealing with a data breach that affected 50 million people. Now, let me just address that for a minute. Everybody has data out there, okay? And when I say data, I mean data, like your name, address, social security number, your phone, your phone uh, number, your, your birthday, you know, places where you've lived, those security questions that you have to you have for your bank account and all that other stuff, that data is out there somewhere, okay? Facebook breached 50 million people. Vicky, our friend Vicky, actually was part of that. I mean, she got kicked out of her account because of it. Fortunately, Vicky has ID Shield. But, you know, 50 million people were breached. And we do not know exactly what information those hackers got, those evildoers they got. We don't know what they got, you know. And so, so this is just the reason why you need, um, you need to get ID, ID shield. You need to get identity theft protection because, um, you know, because once you're signed up, you have all that stuff monitored and then you get alerts. I've gotten like five alerts today on my phone alone from ID shield and literally one just an hour before the show. I'm like, another one? <laughs> so I'm looking in there because one of the things that ID Shield does is monitor your social media and it monitors the black web, right? And so I, of course, having an online company and being a person who's online, want my identity and all that stuff monitored. 
uh, and we offer that protection for only $9.95 a month. $9.95 a month. That's it. That's a steal because in the ID uh, Shield um, back office, where when you go and put that in, there's 65 pieces of information that you can get monitored, up to 65 pieces. Um, and and we offer ID, uh, we, um, what's it called? It's called, um, wait, hold on. It's, it'll come to me. I'm almost 50. What's it called? It's, uh, it's the password protector. <laughs> what's that called? Vault. Vault. There we go. <laughs> ID Shield Vault. Yes. We, we offer ID Shield Vault, which, you know, hey, that's a military-grade encrypted uh, password protector. That's what I was going to say. Took me a minute. Geez, already. Um, and the best part about ID Shield, as far as that goes, is there is a $5 million service guarantee, right? If something happens and you're covered with ID Shield, the private investigators, the Kroll private investigators, will take over for you. They will, they will go and they'll take care of it. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You want them to take care of it. You, it's going to be a pain in the butt for you to take care of it on your own. I actually signed up a guy in Florida who's 80 years old. It, it took him four months to deal with it on his own. It was a big headache. So 50 million people breached on Facebook alone. Your info, no doubt, has been breached somewhere. So get ID Shield for sure, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And I can sign you up for ID Shield, just so you know. <clears throat> and I would love to do that today, if possible because I would like to see you get protected because these breaches are st still going to happen. They're going to keep happening. Anyways, listen to this. I'm going to keep reading the article. It says, Apple says it discovered malware on a single server in 2016. This does not conflict with its denial of hardware attack. So that's the DOS, right? right? In fact, it bolsters it because Apple cites that malware as the reason it dropped Supermicro as a vendor in its official statement not the presence of malicious microchips and servers. The confirmation by both companies is still significant. However, because it confirms that Chinese actors have made attempts to compromise U.S. security, this is something the Chinese government is denying, per Bloomberg. What's unclear now is the extent of the breach and whether or why Amazon and Apple may have had the reason to deny the chip attack. So if you use Amazon, Apple, or Facebook... You would be smart to get your identity theft protection today. Because when's it going to happen again? And the thing that irritates me is that they didn't even notify us and told us until after the fact. Like, our, our stuff was out there getting breached and they weren't even telling us anything about it. Which is not nice, in my opinion. So there you have it. Oh, Thank and then, you. wait, can I say one other thing? Apparently you can. You just just one other thing. Got to tell you. I was you said it twice. You. How many of you would love to help me win a trip to, to Cabo San Lucas? Hmm? Me and Bareface have not had an actual vacation in probably over a decade. Mm. It's been close to a decade. About. It's, yeah. it's been a long time. <laughs> but so here's the thing. If you sign up with me, guess what? That will help me begin to qualify for a trip to Cabo San Lucas if we begin to qualify. I actually, to my surprise, uh, almost qualified fully to win the trip to Las Vegas these last four months. But you know what? I didn't. And, you know, here's the thing. 
If you sign up with me for Legal Shield or ID Shield, that will help us go to Cabo San Lucas, plus my team, Carmen and Melanie, and a couple other people. They're on my team. They're trying to win too. And, you know, it will help all of us together, you know, to be able to, to go. So, you know, think about it. <laughs> all right, that's my story. What do you have? And hi, John, in, in uh, Canada. What do I have? And hi, Gina. Hi, Gina. There's Mama Gina. Mm-hmm. But what I have is some interesting uh, things I came across earlier, earlier today. You did? Yeah. On vice.com, which, which I wouldn't normally be on. I was searching on terms, not browsing the site. But there's uh, an article uh, under religion by Jamie Lee Curtis... Five minutes. John, John wants to know when does this need to happen by for you. Well, the sooner we can accumulate the points, the better. Be, and this is this is why. And this is this is the truth. I'll tell you this is this is the truth. Legal Shield only lets a certain amount of people win the contest. So you have to be in the top, like for just for um, Las Vegas, it was the top 130 people in one category and the top 170 people in another category. I was down in the 200s. So, you know, and, and here's the truth. The truth is, is I was a new associate. And so I didn't have the team that like a lot of the winners actually had. But so my goal is to get the points as soon as possible, because what happens is then that puts me closer to being in the top, the running in the top, because you got to be above the certain amount in order to do it. And me and my team are really, we're really hoping, <laughs> we're hoping to get there. It would be super cool because this trip, the trip itself is in July, I think. Uh, the contest ends in February, but don't wait till that, till then. Wait, do it sooner because that will actually help us get in the top sooner. That's, that's the truth. Sandju asked, that's the truth. Okay, now go on. All right. Well, as I said, there's an article over on vice.com. Not a site that I would browse normally, but was led there on a Google search. Uh, the author, Jamie Lee Curtis Trait, uh, or Tate, T-A-E-T-E, -E -E, I don't know how to pronounce it. Not the actress? No. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a man. Oh. A man who identifies as homosexual, but nevertheless, biological man who... Anyway, talks about <laughs> how there's this new comedy on CBS called God Friended Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, saw, I mentioned that, actually. Right. Uh, about an atheist podcaster whose life changes after he gets a Facebook re friend but, request from God. Right. Anyway, so along that line, he decided, you know, what it'd be like to, uh, you know, some of this whole listening to God thing. The title of his article says, I spent a weird and homophobic homophobic day trying to follow God's will and he talks about uh, starting with Facebook and contacting a guy who claims he's the reincarnation of L. Ron Hubbard a couple in Australia who believe they're Mary and Jesus but the only one to respond was a guy who runs a, a God parody account with almost 4 million followers who's an admitted atheist and does a parody on God and so so starting with that, he, he reached out to uh, a clairvoyant who's who's into bibliomancy, you know, re, you know, using sacred books to get some sort of guidance on life, and and that 
ends up leading him to a King Tut exhibit because of Egypt and anyway from Isaiah that she picked up and he contacted a Mormon elder and then uh, Tony Alamo Ministries or something like that um, which is a cult and anyway at the end of the day he decides that um he says, um, it, okay, he says, overall, it was a nicer day than I would had, overall, it was a nicer day than I would have had had I not asked for divine intervention. I got free salad and did a couple of fun activities. I guess it means you're going to get to spend a day out of the office doing nice activities and eating free salads. I would recommend you follow the word of God. But if your interpretation of God's word means you're going to call a trans woman it or complain that someone was imprisoned for having sex with children or join an organization that thinks it's cool to make people enter loveless marriages and spend their life in misery, maybe go atheist instead. So... It's it's a long opinion piece, but, you know, it just kind of goes to show that if, if you start your journey, uh, you know, with the end in mind, looking for reasons to dismiss the divine, or, you know, to start with a parody God account and people that are obviously on the fringe and there and claim, well, see, there's nothing to this God thing, and it's all about homophobic bigoted people who are all about loveless marriages and having sex with children. So, you know. So anyway, that so that's kind of my politics as usual piece. And since he actually quotes scripture in it, but actually was quoted by this clairvoyant who pulled out about Egypt and the staff from Isaiah, which sent him to the King Tut exhibit. And hmm. Anyway. Well, you know, there are a lot of interesting ideas about God out there. Yeah, for sure. Most of them untrue. Right, I know. Well, let me read you this article. This is from the Christian Post, also known as the Christian Compost inside my head, because it has so many ads. It's kind of a pain in the butt to open up. But anyway, okay. So it says here, Christians will become quote enemies of the people unquote over opposition to LGBT movement. English preacher warns. Uh, says here, a former professional soccer player turned pastor has warned that Christians who adhere to the Bible's teaching on sexual ethics will become enemies of the state for their beliefs. I actually, I actually believe that. English, I think that's already the case. It, it's just it, not. It, 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 it says here, English-born pastor Gavin Peacock of Calgary Grace Church in Canada gave remarks on Saturday at a conference at the London-based The Angel Church on the issue of the complementarianism and sexual ethics. They say, we hold to scripture on these things and we're not just wrong then for holding to scripture. We're unloving and we're illegal, said Peacock, stressing the word illegal. You study the history of Christian martyrdom. They were murdered, they were killed, not ultimately for being Christians, though we know that's the reason behind it, but for being enemies of the state. Of course, they're enemies of the state because the government didn't like the fact that they worship Jesus, which, you know, anyway. Peacock went on to say that is the way it's going on these issues. 
the way it's going on these issues anyway adding we will become enemies of the state the pressure will come your way it's coming your way it has come your way it will increase he added how will you respond peacock drew upon the new testament book of jude namely uh, verse 3 that noted that christians were all called to contend regardless of their apologetics ability Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people, reads the verse. It is not an option, continued Peacock. You must do this if you are a Christian. To get out of contending, you must get out of the triune God. Contending is not about being gifted. It's about being called. If you're called then you contend, and you must contend. The one-day event, Complementary and Contending for the Faith, was co-hosted by the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. In addition to Peacock, the conference also featured remarks from John Benton, Director of Pastoral Support at London Seminary. The early church contended for truth over Christology. It's basically the study of Jesus, just so you know. The Reformers contended for truth over soteriology, which is the study of salvation and how you get saved. Today we contend for truth over anthropology, what it is to be human, distinctly male or female, created in the image of God and all that that entails, noted the event's description. Very observant, that's actually true. In March, a non-denominational Canadian street preacher named David Lynn was arrested and detained for more than 20 hours on the accusation that he was making homophobic statements. A lesbian accused Lynn of calling her perverse and sinful while preaching at a train station. Lynn was eventually released without charge. He should have had legal shield. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) Lynn said in a statement at the time that he wanted to bring the life-changing message of Jesus Christ's love and forgiveness to the world through evangelism. I am passionate about igniting and uniting the global body of Christ for the evangelistic mandate, and I want to bring the message of salvation to the entire world, keeping the focus on Christ, the spreading God's love and forgiveness found in Jesus, stated Lynn. So what do you think of that story? I, I actually love this story. I think it's a great story. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's accurate. Because this is what this show's about. Right. I mean, we do give you silly stories here and there, but there's really a reason we do what we do. Beyond the silly stories, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, that's... It's time for silly stories with Bareface and Stacy. No. Silly stories, silly... <laughs> if you're not we a fan, digress. If you're not a fan of tales, we just lost you. Yeah, we you, just went over your head. You're like, they probably don't like to talk to tomatoes. Yeah, and by the way, Larry, I'm Larry, and Bareface is Bob. Yeah. The tomato. We figured this out years ago. Yeah, for, forget the golden <laughs> retriever and the whatever it is. <laughs> Beaver, retriever, yeah. otter, and I forgot the other thing. Daughter? I don't know. No. Um, anyway. Anyway. Anyway, this show, hopefully, and that preacher's from your hometown. I was wondering. You love it? Cool. Hey, there's Sylvia Soonland. There she is from California. He was yelling at her personally or just leaving in general. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, most of these things, because street preachers, especially in Canada, they know that they can be attacked and sent to jail pretty easy because it's harder up there than it is here in America. 
Um, smart evangelists record stuff. They record what happens and they put it on YouTube. And nine out of ten times, nine out of ten times, it's probably over nine out of time, ten times, they did nothing wrong. It's all in the interpretation of the cop and the accuser of the brethren. Um, you know, because even Coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, he, he did live streaming, you know, going to the um, abortion clinics over on Facebook Live a couple of weeks ago. He was thrown out of Facebook for over a month. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, John says my office is in Calgary and I teach at the university there. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always say you're not being persecuted for your faith. Huh? You're not doing it right. Maybe you actually should, um, like try going witnessing outside of a mosque or at a gay pride parade, you know, or, you know, something like that. Cause then, <laughs> You'll see if you can stand, because you know you'll get you'll get persecuted by the Muslims and the gay community. Hmm. Those, I mean, those and and or uh, at a pro-choice event, you know, pro a pro pro-abortion rally, uh, National Organization for Women event, or ACT UP or something, or the Atheist Complainers events. You know, all of those guys come against you if you actually stand for Jesus. And like I shared with you yesterday, Pastor Jack Hibbs actually did an excellent message. Uh, in fact, I want to share with you the, uh, the final, the, the thing, basically the message he gave over at the prophecy conference that Jan Markell did last weekend. You can watch it. I actually posted it today on my thing, but Jack Hibbs, uh, message was titled God's prophetic pulpit in the last days. And he made six points. This is what he said. He said, number one, it will have to be an authentic pulpit. And he, he was basically talking about how, you know what, you can't be some fake person, you know, uh, sharing the gospel. You got to be an authentic, you know, real, a real person who's actually saved in the pulpit. Number two, it will have to be an engaged pulpit. Here he talked about how a lot of times pastors will say, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go out there and be active in the community or get in, involved in activism because all I want to do is promote the gospel and share the gospel. And yeah, I have to tell you, and, and Jack didn't say this, but what I thought when I heard, was hearing it, I thought, you know what? Where does it say that you can't be an activist for the Lord? It doesn't. In fact, it says be a doer of the word, not merely a hearer only in the book of James. And so it's like, don't just sit here on your butt and hear the word you know, over and over or hear what's going on where you can go and be impactful for the Lord. Be a doer. That's part of the reason I volunteer at my church because I want those children, I want to know that they're going to have a biblical teacher in there, not some new age wacko or somebody who's a liberal Christian or somebody that doesn't adhere to God's word and actually believe it. You know, these kids are impressionable. I want to be in there and I want to, you know, impact them. And that's why I do this show, because I want you guys to know this, this stuff's going on. And you know what? I'm giving you news and info. This stuff is designed to give you info so you can open up a conversation with your friend who maybe doesn't know the Lord. Bye, Annie. Um, his third point was it will have to be a prayerful pulpit. Now, I don't know about you, but when I was first discipled, my, my uh, mentor, Boo, uh, she gave me a notebook and in there, she had a slot for prayer. And every day I was supposed to write, write down my prayer time, how much time I prayed. 
you know, that's between you and God, but the average pastor, I mean, do you know how long they pray every day? Not very long. Number four, it will have to be an expectant pulpit, meaning just that. you got to expect to see God move, and he will do that. Number five, it will have to be a fearless pulpit, and that's part of the problem today. you got a lot of wussy pastors behind the pulpit, you know, who are afraid to actually stand on God's word because all they do is care about money and prestige and getting a big social media following and becoming millionaires and all that other stuff. And all of these people are falling by the wayside because God's judging his church. And number six, it will have to be a faithful pulpit, right? That's what Jack Hibbs said. And, and he actually shared a story about how when a pastor comes, a guest pastor comes to Chino Hills Church, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills, the church that he pastors, he actually said that underneath his feet, literally where he stands behind the pulpit, underneath his feet, it is, it is kind of rickety because he, you, cause underneath there it's cut open and there's a box and underneath it are Gideon Bibles that were given from all over the world from the Gideons to him. And then what was the other thing? I think he said there was also a prayer shawl that's also literally under there. So if somebody comes and they preach behind his pulpit, they are literally standing on the history and the blessing of God's word. And he, he joked that if the pastor isn't really right with God, he'll, he might fall down and you know injure himself <laughs> because of how the pulpit is intentionally set up there at the church. Uh, so, so yeah, I like the fact that, you know, that that's what it is. Be a contender for the faith. How do you do, what does that mean? It means being able to defend, tell people what you believe, why, why you believe it and, and not be ashamed that if you don't know why you believe what you believe, if somebody gives you a hard question, tell them you don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I'm going to go look it up. I'll call Bearface up. He'll tell me the answer. <laughs> <sighs> all that. So anyway, so that that is that story. Are we going to go over today or no? Well, we've already gone over. By two minutes. Yeah, and I kind of want to hit on something else that okay, caught my ahead. eye. Isn't that powerful, Carmen? You guys should watch that that uh, video. If you're on my Facebook page, I posted it this morning. Scroll through my, my feed and you can see the video. It's really good. Over on that bastion of conservatism, the old gray lady, the... The New York Times, ah. there's an opinion piece by Timothy Keller, who's founder of the Redeemer Presbyterian Churches. In he's, he's a liberal. New York City. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that, but just giving credit because I'm about to read his words. Mm -hmm. But he's, okay. of course, he comes from a position of, you know, more of a, a social gospel. Right. But I hand it to him on this. First, the title of the article caught my eye. The title is... How do Christians fit into the two-party system? They don't. Which, he's well right about that. But I'm going to read one paragraph here that's kind of toward the conclusion of, of his essay here. And uh, I, I, I think he's actually kind of right here. Okay. Which surprised me. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, you know, I you know I'm not I don't follow him everywhere, but you know. And introducing I know that, face. I know that he yeah. tends to my lean bubba. to um, kind of liberal on some things, but anyway, he writes. So Christians are pushed toward two main options: 
One is to withdraw and be apolitical. I think they wanted to see the dog. Yeah. That's okay. All right, I'll put the dog on and I'll keep reading. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so Christians are pushed toward two main options. One is to withdraw and try to be apolitical. The second is to assimilate and fully adopt one party's whole package in order to have your place at the table. Neither of these options is valid. In the Good Samaritan parable told in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus points us to a man risking his life to give material help to someone of a different race and religion. Jesus forbids us to withhold help from our neighbors, and this will inevitably require that we participate in political processes. If we experience exclusion and even persecution for doing so, we are sure that God is with us, Matthew 5, 10, and 11, and that some will still see our good deeds and glorify God, 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12. But I like this line. He says, if we are only offensive or only attractive to the world and not both, we can be sure that we are failing to live as we ought. And so often I think that, you know, we see it as either or. Um, certainly we don't want to be a friend of the world as as we read in John's epistle that he would ever make himself, you know, a friend of the world, makes himself an enemy of God. So we don't want to be friend of the world. But as the world sees us, if if we're only offensive... Or, you know, we're certainly, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do much for the gospel, I think. Right. And, but if we're only attractive, that we compromise and everything to, well, I don't want to, don't want to offend anybody and, you know, avoid offense, then, uh, then that's kind of being a friend of the world. We make ourselves an enemy with God. So if we are only offensive or only attractive to the world and not both, we can be sure we are failing to live as we ought. So, mm -hmm. Amen. Anyway, it's an interesting essay to take in in its entirety. But Yeah, it is. Want to say something, mister? Do you? Want to tell everybody what a great mom I am? Do you? You do, don't you? I love this little bundle of joy. He just turned eight this month. No, last month. <laughs> Yep, you turned eight. Yeah, you did. You're older than I am. You're like six years older than me. I'm going to be 50. You are 56, according to dog years. Mm-hmm. Yep, he is. Yep. Well, if you take it as seven per year, but then yeah. if you adjust for breed and all kinds of stuff, then... Yeah, Randall's always filled with the facts. Yeah, I... Yeah, he is. I, I tend to cloud issues with the facts. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like it when I blow in your ear, do you? No, you don't. Ah, mm. I love you too, baby. I love my baby. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Mm. You want to get down? Okay, there you go. All right. <clears throat> All right, anybody have... This is the time where we open this up for questions. Uh, so... <laughs> or comments. 
Let's see here. Interesting, says Carmen. Scroll to the bottom. Okay, Amir Amur joined. Let's see. Is, is there anybody? Grover's cute. Yeah, he is. Thank you for saying that. He's he's a good boy. He's he's actually a very smart dog. I have actually. Um, you know, it's interesting. There's online. Oh, you guys at the clinic? That's why we're an awesome team. Pedigree. Because like Grover's cute. Well, anyway, thank you for that. The dog food company, Pedigree, pedigree.com. Uh. They have a dog age calculator where you put in the age of the dog. And That's the, the and name the, of the thing called and the, the dog. And the breed. Ah, uh, okay. So. How old is Grover? In human years, your dog is 48. 48? Years old. Really? It's considered a senior dog. Ah. Uh, well, if he's 48, then I'm. <laughs> a, a senior person. Even though you don't get the senior discount for another five years. I know, but I'm going to be 50. How mm -hmm. many How many of you are excited about me turning 50? You are, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I can, you know, I play pickleball with, with people. Uh, oh, because of the facts. <laughs> I, play with, I play pickleball with people 20 years older than me. I mean, lots of 70s, 60s, mid-60s, they play. And I'm a baby at pickleball. Yeah, I am. I stew Anna Chuck Filet, and now I'm driving. Well, that's good. I don't know who Anna is, but yeah, I'm going to be 50 on Tuesday. So, and we have a special show planned on Tuesday for you. Yeah, we do. It's from an undisclosed location, and there may be a special guest. I'm not sure if it's going to be Tuesday or Wednesday. It might be Wednesday, the special guest. But, uh, but yes, Randall and I are going. We're driving across the country. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so pray for us because I don't think we're going to be on Monday. We might be in the car going, yeah. we're not to our location yet. But uh, I I haven't gotten AARP in my name, just so you know. Uh, I, I already get the magazine because of my dad. It comes in his name or his dead wife's name, one of them. So I actually read it. It's actually a good article, except the problem is, is that I hear it's kind of liberal. But I don't care. I don't pay for it. So, but yeah, we're we're driving across the country somewhere, and then we are going to be broadcasting on Wednesday. And I think that we're going to well, Thursday we're driving to Oklahoma to go to our prophecy conference, which actually starts on Friday. Um, so it's going to be a long week. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, it is. But it's gonna be fun, and then we'll we then we we'll, we should be driving home on the fifteenth, I think. So, yeah. so pray now, for us. Randall and I have been working hard all week in order to be sure that we can do this. Just yeah, like, keep us get in projects prayer. off the table, and I hope I can finish up today with uh, yeah. a client I'm waiting to hear back from. I thought it was finished yesterday, and they thought so too. I said, oh, one more thing, one more change on that. I'm like, okay. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, our our dearly departed Luke and Liberty. In human years, they would have been over one hundred three years old. Wow. Well, no wonder Luke died of a heart attack in Liberty, or whatever it was. was well, ultimately, yeah, his heart did stop, but I don't know what organ failure it was that led to the. Yeah, that was the okay. hardest part. Luke died suddenly, and that was that yeah. was bad. And not comfortably. It wasn't fun to watch. 
Okay, good. You be praying because we need. I need all the prayers of righteous people. Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm not a fan of long car rides. I would have preferred to have flown to where we were going, but we can't afford it. <laughs> it would have cost us way more money than the $1,400 we were trying to raise um, because it would have cost us over 2000 easy to do that. Because you would not believe the airfare uh, and the, the baggage and how they add on all these extra expenses from different things. So, so we're just being frugal. God, you know, is providing and we are going to go on a missions trip. Essentially, that's what we're doing, really. Um, so we, we're going to, we're going to try to do our show at the normal time, but here's the deal. If you're on my text message list, you'll know, cause I'll text you. I'll say, okay, this is what we're going to do today, you know, and catch us. Okay. That's what we're going to do. You, you hate long car rides too? Yeah. Well, this is going to be a long one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it'll be okay. It'll be all right. I'm confident it'll be fine. Um, it'll be worth it. At least it's going to be worth it for me anyway. So, all right, you guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to, uh, um, you know, follow us on all our social media stuff. If you're not on my email, my text message, you can do that. I think you can be any phone number. I'm not sure, John, in Canada. Um, I don't know if a Canadian number will on there. I've only had to ban one person from my text message list uh, because they were sending me really weird messages, which had nothing to do with weirdness. It was just very, very weird. So, um, so if you're not on that, text Bible News to 33222. And... Uh, We'll go ahead and get, you know, the text message. I will be sending out a verse of the day. I haven't done that yet, just so you know. And those of you who are currently on it, if you want, go ahead and tell me what you liked about this show today and just text me, just respond to, uh, you haven't gotten my text notifications? Okay, you're going to have to, I, I have your, your number, Carmen. I'll go ahead, I will put your number in in there. I think you're in there. Of course, I don't want to read your phone number on the air, but I thought you were in there. Wait, hold on. Let me look. I'll just verify if you're actually in there. Um, just a minute. <laughs> yeah, I have you in here. Redo? Hmm. Okay, I'll tell you what. I will... I'll verify your number again. I'll just look in there. You should be able to. I'll tell you what. Hey, how about we just do it right now? I'll just send you a, I'll send you a message from here. Well, you responded. Let's see. October 1st, you responded. You said, amen. So you, so you got that message, but they stopped. That's weird. I've been sending out messages every day. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me go ahead and send you a text message right now. I'm going to say, did you get this all right if you get it it will be coming through in just a second here let's see all right let me know if you get it because it will should come over all right hello what is the topic actually the topic was news free for all friday and now we're not talking about that after that none okay well i just sent it to you again so if you did you get 
Did you get another message right now from me? Sometimes it takes a minute. Hey, Magnus. Good evening to you, buddy. Ah, uh, okay. All right. I think Carmen's checking to see if she got the message I sent her. Nope, you didn't get it, huh? All right, I'm going to go ahead. I'll verify the text, the number that uh, you gave me. And... We'll see, you know, we'll see about that. <laughs> All right, I, ah, uh, okay, so you're, you're in a mental hospital there in Sweden resting. Please pray, difficulties, okay. We will pray for you, Magnus. Hope you're doing okay. I mean, I'm glad you're not dead or anything, so I'm glad, glad. Thanks for coming in and let us know where you were. All right. Why don't you want to pray for Magnus Randall? We'll pray for him right now. How's that? Um, sure. Is it okay if I don't put myself back on? Sure. Go ahead. It's because fine. everything else, all the layers are set up to gotcha. end the show, and so I have to uncheck a bunch of things. To... Okay. Father God, we thank you for Magnus, that he's there and he's resting, and uh, we pray that this would be a restorative time uh, and not uh, anxiety-producing time. Lord, we ask that you uh, give him wisdom and uh, those around him who may be offering care, give them wisdom well as, as well to help him uh, achieve uh, wellness. We pray that you speak uh, peace to him, uh, body, soul, and spirit. Lord, um, draw him closer to yourself. Uh, may he be still and know that you are God. And we thank you in advance for the things you're going to do as he waits upon you, uh, for you to move as you will uh, for his own good and for your glory. We thank you, we praise you, we commit him to you in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen. Amen. Magnus, we hope you hope you feel better soon. I I know, you know, I know how hard that is. I've been there. I get it. I mean, I haven't had your issue, I don't think, but I understand the depression and whatever it is that, you know, caused you to get there. So just know that we'll be praying for you, okay? All right. All right. Okay, everybody else, we will um, be going now. Because the show is over. <laughs> All right. Be bold, everybody. Stand up and go with God. Because he loves you. We'll see you soon.